Today we're talking about the husbands of Joe Exotic. The husbands. The hu- well, actually, More we're than gonna, one? We're going to talk about only two of the five husbands that he's had. Hey, my name is Noelle Rhodes, and I co-host this podcast with my dad, Todd Polanak, a business consultant for over 30 years. Together, we talk about what it means to live the upgraded American dream, making money while making a difference in this world. Now, in this new season of episodes, we're going to be talking about the parable of the Tiger King, leadership lessons we can learn from Joe Exotic and his friends. Now, these episodes will be based on Netflix's infamous docuseries, The Tiger King. So if you haven't seen the show, please be advised, there may be some spoilers. All right, it's now time to tune in to Smart Good, a podcast for entrepreneurs with a big heart. Joe is still currently married. Didn't he have a wife? He had a wife very long time ago. I believe he has a son um, who at one point worked at the zoo. I mean, the story okay. gets more and yes. more wild. Yeah, okay. But he did have, um, not all at the same time, five husbands, but he did have two husbands at the same time. And we're going to talk about those two who were part of this thrice marriage. Uh, John Finley and Travis Maldonado, I believe. Okay. This episode will have spoiler alerts, so please several spoiler several alerts. important spoiler alerts. So please do not listen to this until you have watched the Tiger King series. But I want to begin this episode by saying I, um, I feel like John and Travis don't necessarily exemplify leadership. Mm. That's um, a good point. And I say that very carefully. I I believe that John Finley has done some work since the the Netflix series, some inner work, and maybe he's a leader now. But certainly, when he was with Joe, I would even say he was controlled by Joe. I would even venture to say abused. He was nineteen when he married. Or no, when he. I don't know if he married Joe when he was 19. No, he did not marry Joe when he was 19, but he met Joe when he was 19. Joe had hired him to work for the zoo. And the understanding is that um, John had a little bit of a drug problem. Is that why he's missing his front teeth? Yes, they call that meth mouth. Now, he does have some new teeth. Okay. And he's a very handsome man. Except for his teeth? No, now he's got good teeth. What about the tattoos? The tattoos, I believe, have been changed. Ah, to protect the innocent. Let's not talk about that tattoo. Yeah, there's some... Yeah, so basically he worked for Joe and then eventually married Joe along with Travis. They had a a wedding all together, right? They had a wedding all together. I believe there were animals that attended the wedding. Uh, Travis... Did they bring gifts? I don't know. That's a very good question. What does a tiger put in the card? I don't know. <laughs> a tiger, I don't know what a tiger know. brings to the card. I, um, that's a good question. But uh, eventually what happens is that Joe uh, mar- convinces Travis and, and John to uh, have this polygamy relationship, I guess. These guys were young, very young, and both had addiction issues while married to... Joe Exotic. 
both of them, or at least John, has said that he never really was gay. But he was in this relationship for several years until he eventually, I guess, fell in love with the secretary at the zoo. Oh, yeah, the receptionist. The receptionist, I'm sorry, receptionist. And left Joe to be with her. And they have, I think they have a child together. Okay. And now he's sober. So we celebrate that, obviously. We're very happy about that. That's great. But the the general sentiment was that these young men were so high all the time that... They didn't know what was going on? They had no idea what's going on. Now, there are some videos you watch that are pretty disturbing of them. You know, uh, not so much John, but Travis, always with guns, blowing things up, um... I mean, unfortunately, he has an accident where he puts a gun to his head because he says there's no nothing in the gun, and he pulls the trigger and dies. Um, it's pretty disturbing. And some people say it's because he was so high, and other people might believe that it was an intentional suicide. Um, but the the whole story of them feels very tragic to me. So how does that relate to leadership or does that relate to followership i think i think i think for me what it spoke to was there was something obviously there was a need being met through joe but in the end it was the relationship wasn't really real gotcha you know what i mean like he would buy them cars and, you know, guns and whatever they wanted. But they all, John says he wasn't even gay. I mean, how does that work in that so relationship? They were taking advantage of Joe, and Joe was taking advantage of them. Yeah. So that's pretty toxic, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, the whole idea of them is. I think like I think for most people who watch that, the story of Travis was most disturbing to people and most tragic because there's this young kid, he goes to the zoo and literally you can watch it unfold. The the footage of him is less and less with smiles. Even, yeah. Even at the, at the wedding he wasn't even smiling. Um the whole thing felt so orchestrated and um it's quite quite sad. Very, very sad. I mean, really what spoke to me was the power of addiction, too. The power of addiction. And there's something behind the power of addiction. Yeah, let's talk about that. So whatever that may be, um, whatever it is that that person is looking for, Yeah. if they're filling it in with a substitute, that's the power of addiction. So I think, what, what were they looking for that they substituted addiction? And how does that play into life lessons? Well, it felt to me like Joe was almost like a father figure to them as much as he was a husband. So there was that, I thought. So he, what, encouraged them? He encouraged them. Told them that they were good. Bought them gifts. I mean, that's, you know. And then, I mean, one point he talked about how they went to go visit somebody and and he was so happy that Travis was able to get drugs from this person. I mean, like... When you think about the the pathology in that alone, like what good husband wants their husband to be addicted to drugs unless there's some gain in it for them? 
he was able to control. Yeah. Until he couldn't anymore. Right. Tragic. Very, very tragic. And um, I have to say, when it comes to John, um, it seems like he's really kind of moving with his moving forward with his life. And now that he's out from under the power of addiction, he's able to create the life that he wants. The best thing that happened to John was getting away from Joe, don't you think? Yeah, 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 100%. That was the best thing. Unfortunately for Travis... He didn't he, get away. He didn't get away. Not in time. Not in time. And it it really actually spoke to what can happen to you if you do not get away from a toxic leader. You end up trading in your soul. Yeah. And whether or not he intentionally committed suicide, he certainly made decisions that led to his own demise. I mean, led to taking his life. It it's It's sobering. And I think that we have to acknowledge that because if you don't get away from a person who's dangerous and they're leading you, you really are putting yourself in a very vulnerable place. And I I give John credit for leaving. I do. So if you think of Travis and you think about the recklessness that he was known for. Yeah. And if you think of Joe as weird as this is, as being a father figure, he followed Joe's example. Yeah. Yeah. So... Joe was always reckless, and so so was Travis. Yeah. So. And and um, Joe celebrated that. Joe celebrated, yes, Travis's recklessness. And rewarded it. And rewarded it by giving him not only the things that he wanted, but also the attention that he craved. So if you follow, if you are in the company of a leader who is toxic... Ultimately, you're going to be you're going to start imitating what they do, which may lead to your demise. Yeah. So in John's case, for whatever reason, he saw it and left. In Travis's case, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. It's very disturbing. I I and and I I don't say that in any way want to say that Joe, you know, killed Travis. That would be wrong to say that. But I do think that. Whatever was happening in Travis's life right there was not healthy. You know, nobody does that, puts a gun to their head, no. even as a joke. It's no, just, you just don't do you that. Don't do that. Uh, and it, it, it was very hard to watch that part of the series because you see the campaign manager who is sitting there and you realize that at first when he hears the shot, he, he doesn't know right away that he's dead. He does it because I think he didn't really see, like, right there and then. He just heard the shot. And then you kind of see him lean to one side and know that that Travis is gone. I mean, it's just, it's wild. And looking at Joe's response to that at the oh, funeral. it's horrible. What does that speak about Joe? He made it about him. He did. He even dressed up as a, as a preacher. Oh, my God. <laughs> to do the eulogy. Yeah, so... And the song. The song that he sang. What song did he sing? I can't remember, but it was... It was pretty. And then watching Travis's mom, I mean, it was just heartbreaking. And then I think it was just a couple months later he got remarried. Yeah. (laughs) And invited Travis's mom to the wedding. Yes, so we're going back on the topic of Joe being so self I know, I know. But the point is, you really do... you cannot waste time being under toxic leadership. 
You have to treat it seriously. Right. That's kind of the lessons of the two husbands. That's the lesson of the two husbands is you got to get out. And they, one did and one didn't. I know. So sad. I can't even talk about it for too long. It makes me really sad when I think about it. We may have to end the episode. We may have to end the episode. Let's do that. Okay. All right. This was definitely one of the more harder episodes for my dad and I to discuss. It was painful, actually, because we recognize that these are real lives that are being depicted in a documentary series, whether it was exaggerated or not. These are real people. And of course, we're using their stories as a parable to draw lessons on leadership. And the reason for that was because we were so amazed by the story of the Tiger King. It really hit both of us hard. And we thought there are so much, there is so much in here that we can learn from. But we do recognize that there there was a true tragedy that took place in Travis's life. And it was very difficult to even sort of discuss what we had learned from his unfortunate tragedy. One of the things that hit me really hard, though, was this one lesson, and that is partnering with toxic leadership will eventually end in tragedy. Partnering with toxic leadership will end in tragedy. I think some of us, we may find ourselves partnered with a person who is toxic who is not integritous, who does things on the sly, manipulates people, abuses the mission to get what they want. And we think, well, it's not us doing it. It's not a big deal. But eventually, if we keep on partnering with this toxic leadership style, it will end in some form of tragedy, whether it's the end of the organization, whether it's someone actually going to jail, whether it's losing your soul over it and and losing faith in humanity, it will eventually end in tragedy. It's important to kind of take a pause, take a sober moment and really let that sink in. When you partner with toxic leadership, it will end in tragedy. The other thing that really spoke to me was when my dad mentioned how Travis began to imitate Joe's behavior, which was reckless behavior. Joe always uh, appeared to be someone who believed that he was invincible. And as you watch the docuseries, you see that Travis believes the same thing. He's blowing things up. He's got guns up the wazoo. Uh, Even when he's standing before the campaign manager and he literally puts a gun to his head and tells the campaign manager that it's empty, not realizing there was something, there was a bullet inside. I mean, that is probably the the greatest form of reckless behavior and, and believing that you are invincible. I think I was really struck by that sort of observation and thought, wow, the longer I work with someone who is toxic, the more I'm going to imitate their behavior. If I do not actually pull away, get away like John did, I'm going to start acting like them. And in the end, I mean, both Joe 
and Travis suffered the consequences of their reckless behaviors. Very different outcomes, but they both deeply suffered the consequences of their reckless behaviors and the false belief that they are invincible. The last thing that spoke to me about the conversation I had with my dad in in regards to the husbands of Joe Exotic was how addiction is like relinquishing control to someone who wants to play Russian roulette with your life. And you really can be addicted to many different things. You don't have to be just addicted to meth or alcohol or any kind of illegal substance. You can be addicted to approval and busy. A lot of us who find ourselves really suffering under toxic leadership, probably to some degree, if we have been suffering for a long, long time, if we really do a little bit of soul searching, there possibly could be some unhealthy addiction that keeps us captive to this toxic leader, whether it's their approval whether it's fear of what they might do to us if we do walk away, or perhaps it's just the addiction of being busy and this leader keeps us busy and being busy makes us feel important. I mean, there's lots of different forms of addiction that can ultimately ruin our lives and ruin our careers. But addiction will certainly, certainly keep you captive to a toxic leader. And again, it's... There's, there's no other way to describe it in my mind. Like addiction is, is, is literally just giving control to someone who wants to play Russian roulette with your life. At one point, the trigger is going to be pulled and there's going to be serious tragedy. It may not be a literal death, and I certainly hope it's not, but it could be a death of a dream. It could be, like I mentioned before, a death of having faith in humanity. You may feel very jaded. You may feel like you can never trust again. I mean, there are serious consequences to partnering with a toxic leader. So I really want to encourage you and I want to encourage myself to really soberly consider when we're faced with partnering with someone who is toxic. When we are uh, chronically working for someone who is toxic, to really count the cost. Is this worth it? And to not believe that we're invincible, not believe that, oh, this, this isn't really going to affect me in the end. No, it does. It does. And I think this is why when we watched the Tiger King and we were so perplexed and curious about the relationship between Joe and his husbands is because I think deep down inside, part of us understands what it means to be enamored with somebody who doesn't really treat us right. I think we, I think a lot of us can get that. I think a lot of us have been there. And um, my hope and my encouragement is that we can all grow from that and move on. There's no reason to partner with toxic leadership. And if you find yourself in a situation where you do believe that you have partnered with someone who is toxic, there is a great quote by C.S. Lewis that I love. He says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. That's all for today's episode. 
Go out there and do some smart good in this world. You were made to do it and we believe in you. Till next time. Hey, are you enjoying this podcast? Did you like this episode? Then do us a favor and go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And while you're there, let us know what you like about the show. Thanks so much.